O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Saturday, December 11th. Shabbat Shalom. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10.17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we finish up the Torah portion, Vayigash, and it means, and he drew near. Genesis 47, 11-27 So Joseph settled his father and his brothers, giving them holdings in the choicest part of the land of Egypt, in the region of Ramesses, as Pharaoh had commanded. Joseph sustained his father and his brothers and all his father's household with bread, down to the little ones. Now there was no bread in all the world, for the famine was very severe. Both the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished because of the famine. Joseph gathered in all the money that was to be found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan as payment for the rations that were being procured. And Joseph brought the money into Pharaoh's palace. And when the money gave out in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us bread, lest we die before your very eyes, for the money is gone. And Joseph said, Bring your livestock, and I will sell to you against your livestock if the money is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and Joseph gave them bread in exchange for the horses, for the stocks of sheep and cattle, and for the donkeys. Thus he provided them with bread that year in exchange for all their livestock. And when that year was ended, they came to him the next year and said, We cannot hide from my Lord that with all the money and animal stocks consigned to my Lord, nothing is left. At my Lord's disposal save our persons and our farmland. Let us not perish before your eyes, both we and our land, 
Take us and our land in exchange for bread, and we with our land will be serfs to Pharaoh. Provide the seed that we may live and not die, and that the land may not become a waste. So Joseph Joseph gained possession of all the farmland of Egypt for Pharaoh. Every Egyptian having sold his field, because the famine was too much for them, thus the land passed over to Pharaoh. And he removed the population town by town, from one end of Egypt's border to the other. Only the land of the priests he did not take over, for the priests had an allotment from Pharaoh, and they lived off the allotment which Pharaoh had made to them, therefore they did not sell their land. Then Joseph said to the people, Whereas I have this day acquired you and your land for Pharaoh, here is seed for you to sow the land. And when harvest comes, you shall give one-fifth to Pharaoh, and four-fifths shall be yours as seed for the fields, and as food for you and those in your households, and as nourishment for your children. And they said, You have saved our lives. We are grateful to you, my Lord, and we shall be serfs to Pharaoh. And Joseph made it into a land law in Egypt, which is still valid, that a fifth should be Pharaoh's. Only the land of the priests did not become Pharaoh's. Thus Israel settled in the country of Egypt, in the region of Goshen. They acquired holdings in it and were fertile and increased greatly. Amos 4, 1 6.14 Hear this word, you cows of Bashan on the hill of Shomron, who defraud the poor, who rob the needy, who say to your husbands, Bring and let's carouse. My Hashem swears by His holiness, Behold, days are coming upon you, when you will be carried off in baskets and to the last one in fish baskets and taken out of the city, each one through a breach straight ahead and flung on the refuse heap, declares Hashem, Come to Beit El and transgress, to Gilgal and transgress even more. Present your sacrifices the next morning and your tithes on the third day, and burn a thank offering of leavened bread, and proclaim freewill offerings loudly. For you love that sort of thing, O Israelites, declares my God. I, on my part, have given you cleanness of teeth in all your towns, and lack of food in all your settlements. Yet you did not turn back to me, declares Hashem. I therefore withheld the rain from you three months before harvest time. I would make it rain on one town and not on another. One field would be rained upon, while another on which it did not rain would wither. So two or three towns would wander to a single town to drink water, but their thirst would not be slaked. Yet you did not turn back to me, declares Hashem. I scourged you with blight and mildew. Repeatedly your gardens and vineyards, your fig trees and olive trees were devoured by locusts. Yet you did not turn back to me, declares Hashem. I sent against you pestilence in the manner of Egypt. I slew your young men with the sword, together with your captured horses, and I made the stench of your armies rise in your very nostrils. Yet you did not turn back to me, declares the Lord.
I have wrought destruction among you, as when Hashem destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. You have become like a brand plucked from burning. Yet you have not turned back to me, declares Hashem. Assuredly, because I am doing that to you, even so will I act toward you, O Israel. Prepare to meet your God, O Israel. Behold, he who formed the mountains and created the wind and has told man what his wish is, who turns blackness into daybreak and treads upon the high places of the earth. His name is Hashem, the Lord of hosts. Hear this word which I intone as a dirge over you, O house of Israel. Fallen, not to rise again, is maiden Israel, abandoned on her soil with none to lift her up. For thus said my God about the house of Israel, The town that marches out a thousand strong shall have a hundred left, and the one that marches out a hundred strong shall have but ten left. Thus said Hashem to the house of Israel, Seek me, and you will live. Do not seek Bet-El, nor go to Gilgal, nor cross over to Beersheba. For Gilgal shall go into exile, and Bet-El shall become a delusion. Seek Hashem, and you will live. Else he will crush, rush like a fire upon the house of Joseph, and consume Bet-El with none to quench it. Ah, you who turn justice into wormwood, and hurl righteousness to the ground, seek Hashem who made the Pleiades and Orion, who turns deep darkness into dawn, and darkens day into night, who summons the waters of the sea and pours them out upon the earth. His name is Hashem. It is He who hurls destruction upon strongholds, so that ruin comes upon fortresses. They hate the arbiter in the gate and detest Him whose plea is just. Assuredly, because you impose a tax on the poor, and exact from him a levy of grain. You have built houses of hewn stone, but you shall not live in them. You have planted delightful vineyards, but you shall not drink their wine. For I have noted how many are your crimes, and how countless your sins. You enemies of the righteous, you takers of bribes, you who subvert in the gate the cause of the needy. Assuredly, At such a time the prudent man keeps silent, for it is an evil time. Seek good and not evil, that you may live, and that Hashem, the God of hosts, may truly be with you as you think. Hate evil and love good, and establish justice in the gate. Perhaps Hashem, the God of hosts, will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, My Lord, the God of hosts, in every square there shall be lamenting, in every street cries of ah, woe, and the farm hand shall be called to mourn, and those skilled in wailing to lament. For there shall be lamenting in every vineyard too when I pass through your midst, says Hashem. Ah, you who wish for the day of Hashem, the day of the Lord, Why should you want the day of the Lord? It shall be darkness, not light. 
as if a man should run from a lion and be attacked by a bear, or if he got indoors should lean his hand on the wall and be bitten by a snake. Surely the day of the Lord shall not be light, but darkness, black as night, without a glimmer. I loathe, I spurn your festivals, I am not appeased by your solemn assemblies. If you offer me burnt offerings or your meal offerings, I will not accept them. I will pay no heed to your gifts of fatlings. Spare me the sound of your hymns and let me not hear the music of your lutes. But let justice well up like water, righteousness like an unfailing stream. Did you offer sacrifice and oblation to me these forty years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? And you carry off your king, Sekuth and Kiyun, the images you have made for yourselves of your astral deity, as I drive you into exile beyond Damascus, said Hashem, whose name is Yahweh Saveot, the Lord of hosts. Ah, you who are at ease in Zion and confident on the hill of Shomron, Samaria, you notables of the leading nation on whom the house of Israel pin their hopes, cross over to Kalna and see, go from there to great Hamath, and go down to Gath of the Philistines. Are you better than those kingdoms, or is their territory larger than yours? Yet you ward off the thought of a day of woe, and convene a session of lawlessness. They lie on ivory beds, lolling on their couches, feasting on lambs from the flock, and on calves from the stalls. They hum snatches of song to the tune of the lute. They account themselves musicians like David. They drink straight from the wine bowls and anoint themselves with the choicest oils. But they are not concerned about the ruin of Joseph. Assuredly, right soon they shall head the column of exiles. They shall loll no more at festive meals. Mahasham swears by himself, I loathe the pride of Jacob, and I detest his fortresses. I will declare forfeit cities and inhabitants alike, declares Hashem, the Lord of hosts. If ten people are left in one house, they shall die. And if someone's kinsman, who is to burn incense for him, comes to carry the remains out of a house, and he calls to the one at the rear of the house, Are there any alive besides you? He will answer, No, none. And he will say, Hush, so that no one may utter the name of Hashem. For Hashem will command, and the great house shall be smashed to bits, and the little house to splinters. Can horses gallop on a rock? Can it be plowed with oxen? Yet you have turned justice into poison weed, and the fruit of righteousness to wormwood. Ah, those who are so happy about Lodabar, who exult, by our might we have captured Karname. But I, O house of Israel, will raise up a nation against you, declares Hashem, the God of hosts, who will harass you from Libohamath to the Wadi Arabah. Revelation 
And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These things says the Son of God, who has his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know your works, and charity, and service, and faith, and your patience, and your works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against you, because you suffer that woman Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess, to teach, and to seduce my servants to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. But unto you I say, and unto the rest of Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, which have not known the depths of Satan, as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden, but that which you already hold fast till I come. And he that overcomes and keeps my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall be, they shall be broken to shivers, even as I received of my Father. And I will give him the morning star. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things says he that has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name, that you live, and are dead. Be watchful, and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard, and hold fast, and repent. If, therefore, you shall not watch, I will come on you as a thief, and you shall not know what hour I will come upon you. You have a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcomes the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the churches. Psalm 130, 1-8 Out of the depths have I cried unto you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with you, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul does wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say, more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. 
Proverbs 29, 21-22 He that delicately brings up his servant from a child shall have him become his son at the length. An angry man stirs up strife, and a furious man abounds in transgression. I'd like to speak to you today from our reading from Amos chapters 4-6, through six, and then we'll do a touch into Revelation chapters 2 and 3. And in Amos chapter 4, we see a series of indictments against the northern kingdom, the house of Israel, or also known as Joseph. And God is talking to them about how he sent different kinds of judgments, and still they did not turn back to him. So in chapter 4, verse 8, So two or three towns would wander to a single town to drink water, but their thirst would not be slaked. Yet you did not turn back to me, declares Hashem. Verse 9, I scourged you with blight and mildew. Repeatedly your gardens and vineyards, your fig trees and olive trees were devoured by locusts. Yet you did not turn back to me, declares Hashem. Verse 10, I sent against you pestilence in the manner of Egypt. I slew your young men with the sword, together with your captured horses, and I made the stench of your armies rise in your very nostrils. Yet you did not turn back to me, declares Hashem. Verse 11. I have wrought destruction among you, as when Hashem destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. You have become like a brand plucked from burning. Yet you have not turned back to me, declares Hashem. So, As I read through that, what came to my mind is there's another place in the Bible, another book in the Bible, where there's this lament, this plea, this indictment about the people that when all these different judgments come, they still do not repent. They do not repent of their evil deeds and their evil works. And that's found in the book of Revelation. And in Revelation, we see judgments happening, the seal judgments, the trumpet judgments, the bowl judgments. And yet the people upon the earth do not repent. Revelation 2.21, And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Revelation 9.20, And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Revelation 16.9 And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which has power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. And finally, Revelation 16.11 and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. So there are four indictments in Amos, verse 8, 9, 10, and 11, and there are four indictments in Revelation that I just read. And so what's the principle? 
The principle is that when God begins to judge the earth in the end days, there's going to be a group of people that will not repent. We need to recognize then that when there are judgments upon the land, upon a nation, upon a people, that God is the one who is creating and causing this judgment, and that the appropriate response for each one of us is to repent. We want to have a soft and a tender heart that is quick to repent, even if we personally did not do the sins of the nation. We don't want to point our finger and accuse and blame and be self-righteous. Instead, we want to hit the deck and repent. Often Moses would do this. Abraham would do this. When the people were in sin, when they were murmuring or complaining or going into idolatry, Moses would fall on his face and intercede on behalf of the people and ask for God's mercy and repent on their behalf. Abraham did this for Sodom and Gomorrah. He interceded on Sodom and Gomorrah's behalf, and that's the heart that we want also. Now let's jump into Amos chapter 5, verse 15. Hate evil and love good and establish justice in the gate. Perhaps Hashem, the God of hosts, will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. So again, this book, at least in this chapter, is talking to the northern kingdom. The northern kingdom is known as the house of Israel, or the house of Joseph, or the house of Ephraim. And so, because we saw those four indictments found in Amos and connected it to the four indictments found in Revelation, we see that this book, it has, it's a double prophetic book in that it's talking historically about the judgment that came upon the northern kingdom. Historically, they were taken into captivity. They went off to Assyria, and and God was judging them back then. But also, it's future prophetic that this book is talking about, I believe, the last days, the end days, the time when God is going to judge all nations. Continuing on in chapter 5, verse 24. But let justice well up like water, righteousness like an unfailing stream. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Having rejected rote ritual worship that is not accompanied by moral behavior, Amos makes a simple statement. He declares that Hashem desires justice and righteousness. Though the land of Israel has only one rainy season, When the rainfall builds up and finally overflows, the creeks and brooks are filled from the swiftly flowing rivers, and there are even flash floods. So, too, the desire for justice and righteousness should build up in the people until it overflows like an unfailing stream. And then in chapter 6, Verse 1, it is written, Ah, you who are at ease in Zion and confident on the hill of Samaria, Shomron, you notables of the leading nation on whom the house of Israel pinned their hopes. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. While the poor suffer under heavy taxation and injustice, the rich remain blissfully unaware 
of the conditions outside their palaces and the impending doom that awaits them. Shomron, Samaria, was situated in the central hills of the country, surrounded by an array of mountains, which gave its inhabitants a feeling of security. Amos uses this geographical fact to mock the leadership's lack of awareness of the events transpiring on the other side of these mountains. So, Heavenly Father, I ask that you will keep our hearts soft and tender and moldable like soft, yielded clay. And I pray, Lord, that as we see darkness increasing and evil rising and tyranny covering the earth, Father, we purpose and choose to forgive these dictators, these tyrants, these um, leaders that are bringing down the tyranny upon the nations and upon the peoples. We choose to forgive them, Father. And Father, we pray that we, we stand in the gap and we repent for all of the evil that's going on in the nations around us. We repent, Father, for the wickedness and the iniquity, for the lack of justice for the many abortions that go on day after day after day, for the crookedness and the corruption that's in our governments. We ask for your mercy, and we repent, Father, that so many have turned away from you and away from your word, from your truth. We ask you to have mercy upon your remnant people, all throughout the nations where we are scattered. Have mercy upon us, Lord. Our hearts are grieved with the iniquities, the sins, the hardness of heart. We stand in the gap and we pray, Lord, for those that we love who are far from you, who have wandered into the ways of the world and have walked away from your ways. We ask that you would draw them back with cords of love. Help us to shine the light of Yeshua and the love of Yeshua wherever we go. Help us to walk in your grace, your mercy, and your loving kindness. We ask it in Yeshua's name. Amen. Yevrekadonai Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Ileka Vayaseleka Leka Shalom
Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.